All right, here we go. Hollywood Anonymous. Episode something. Oh, eight, eight, right? I I missed the first part. Hello, operator. Hello, operator. On with the show. This is it. Hey, everybody, it's Hollywood time. We're going to put on our pants one leg at a time, man. It's Hollywood. What's what happening? What are you going to do? I said, Hollywood, what are you going to do? Hollywood. Here's the problem. Jeff. Yes, da, da, yes. Hollywood. <clears throat> Look at my wiener now see, now here. Hollywood. Even though that's a horrible improv. like when you make Because, of course, of you're like my, my children who are under the age of 10, and someone only has to revolve around poop and penis. <laughs> Your kids should not be in the listening song. to this show. You got a couple right. problems with this guy. So, Jeff, my, my point, every, every week we tr- I try to get John to just work on his improv. But the problem with that one right there was, like, you weren't even singing along with him. You, like, you were doing, like, a rock ballad. <laughs> of some '90s band, you weren't even hearing this. Like you, you didn't even stick to the. I thought I personally, and this is an honest opinion. Is this therapy? I th- I thought <laughs> that I did really good. Okay, fair enough. Let's ask your brother. What was happening? Why were you singing along with the music? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Jeff understands yeah, what I we're trying not... to do here, though. I what think what is it that you're trying to well, do I'm, here? I'm. <laughs> what is it that you we don't do really here? know? We haven't really defined that yet, uh, per se. But... I'm a people person. <laughs> what is it? That you do here. Um, Jeff Huck is with us, by the way. Uh, yes, Jeff yes, Huck yes. is. Did you guys have hello, the same hello? last name, same parents? Yes. Okay, yes, good. Just yes. I, I don't know. No one step. No uh, one you're, half. You're like, my name is Jeff Smithsonian. We are not even like. <laughs> Jeff Smithsonian. Picking up off the street? Is a great name, and he should go <laughs> by that from now on. Jeff Smithsonian. You can't even say it. He's like, <laughs> Jeff Stiponian. <laughs> you just downgrade yourself to Jeff Custodian. Is that what you just said? <laughs> Jeff Custodian. Smith. Jeff was a custodian in fourth grade. Uh, Mr. Washington. <laughs> Yeah, Jeff did. Jeff did things. That, listen, right? You make that face exactly. If today, if your son, if your son in fourth grade came home and said, "Dad, I'm going to stay after school and help the janitor, a, uh, a 56 year old man, um, I'm going to help him pick up garbage after school and help him do his job." Got along with him. What would you say to that? I would say, "Is it always in public view?" The answer is no, of no, course not. No, you're you're in the school after hours. It's- no disrespect to the profession itself. But inviting a small child with you is always, and in every single movie, every book... Is wrong. ...that hasn't even been written yet... <laughs> no. ...is wrong. No, you were the starting point. I yeah, know. But, but that's... But, but back he then. passed on you. He was. You were a tester. He obviously was not into you. Oh, you're saying he was going to molest somebody, but it wasn't Jeff, because Jeff <laughs> was... Let's be honest. You're calling Jeff First off, child. do you think that the public school system would appreciate the janitor inviting fourth graders in to help him pick Nobody up Nobody said anything. They <laughs> yeah. knew he was there. My you know, mom different knew time. he was there. Different, different time. Different, different time. time. I'm telling you, man... My my mom, the guy for Christmas, I was so close with him. Jeff Cologne, Jeff was in my fourth locker. grade. Chaps. He gave him chaps. Also, no. Yeah, um, exactly. I'm gonna go with I have a fourth it grader. A bag of condoms. So that was- uh, no, no, that was the next gift. <laughs> he was he was what they call one baiting magnum, me. He was baiting one me. Do you know the term? Do you know the term it. bitching? The prison term bitching. Oh no! He was bitching you. Okay, okay. <laughs> bitching is like when you and I've never been to prison. I was going to say, I, 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 let's all listen to Brian. Well, I, I heard it from a guy who had neck tattoos. So my point is this. <laughs> well, okay, that sounds legit. Bitching is you go you, when you first get in. They start slowly, just touch, like they go like, "Hey, what's up, man?" They put their hand on your shoulder, and then the next time, they and if you don't, and if you don't knock it off, you don't knock it off in the dick. Right? They keep. I don't know about that part. That yeah, sounds no, like you, more of like a high school football thing. But my point <laughs> is, they slowly kind of get you used to. 
them touching being touched, you. and then now you're their bitch. So you were being bitch. So anybody who buys a fourth a fourth grader cologne, which if anybody ever buys my son cologne, daddy's getting in the Jeep. Well, you're going to have to have a, a sit down with the person and find well, out what the hell's going that's on. That's one way. Are you going to go to the movies? You're going to go to the movies in the Jeep? <laughs> get in the Jeep, go to the movies. Get in the Jeep, we're going to go out to dinner. <laughs> Nothing about this out. is right. No, well, it was not, very but, weird. But you I, have to admit now, yes, looking oh, now back, like, should weird. you have been getting cologne from a... S- <clears throat> no. no, it was weird. No. That um, bottle stayed in our... In did our, you? No. I did, first of all, I didn't like to work, ever. Never have, but don't. Still I think don't I'll, like working. No, you, but you, but you're saying like you don't work. You actually no, no, no. Work. But I don't. But, but like, you don't like. He it. would like. I he might got have got a job in trouble though. I, I might have been in trouble, and I had to stay after and help maybe, and that's why we became such good. No, now you're making a different story up. Well, he didn't just invite. I don't think he just did. He invite me. I thought I, you were just a weirdo. Because, why are you asking John? Because I can't remember. Because I don't remember. I remember this guy, and after there's school, one thing and, we both have in common: it's our brains are dying. Yeah. Well, well, there's a, maybe some other common threads <laughs> there, but we'll discuss those later. Well, no, you've already discussed them in the other future, the future episodes. You've already discuss these in the future I, episodes. I've done, I've done nine future episodes with Brian, <laughs> but those will be out in the future sometime. Dear future self. Um, no, but I'm just saying, like, that was, that's a weird thing that, you know, but we also lived in a time where you go ride your bike and stuff and, and your mom would yell, hey, dinner's ready instead of, yeah. like, now I wouldn't let my kid out of my sight until they're, like, 18 and they force themselves to leave. You know what I mean? Well, like, there are certain cities and states where you shouldn't. Florida is a classic example. You would never let your kid ride you your never, bike by you, themselves in Florida. If you want to raise kids, don't do it in Florida. Get out of Florida. Yeah, Florida's gross. I, you wouldn't probably gross. do it in California, not even in the yeah, valley and, like, I those, would. like, Stephen Spielberg-y kind of... Yeah. Here's the thing. If it's a e. cul-de-sac, maybe. But, like, anything, any long stretches at a certain age... And I, mostly, though, it's it, culturally, it's just us white dudes that, and, you know... It's us white families, and we live in fear of everything. Yeah, because we get attacked. Other cultures are like, you guys are insane. <laughs> you know, I mean, they, you know, we, we barely can kick, you know, put, I, I won't even let my first grader go to school by, I walk him to his classroom like that's to the I'm classroom like, not even out in front of the school and no, let him go I'm, I'm crazy white dude <clears throat> well Brian, first off I could Brian sits with him in class <laughs> answers yeah. questions for him <laughs> can you please leave you're the only parent staying why are you doing this <laughs> not at our school oh really they're yeah they're, it's back. pretty intense we, you know we live in a, an intense area People, parents go crazy over to school systems and yeah I mean well some Yes, it just depends on where you are. But yes, there's a, there's, there's communities a, where like in, I live out in New intense. York now, and I've noticed oh, you, that's insane. Are you yes, in the city? Yes, there's documentaries about how insane the, the parents are insane. I, all I see if you go down down downtown area, all you see is um, people pushing strollers that aren't their kids. Basically, it's all nannies. Oh, okay, I was like, first off, I'm like, those are crimes. So it's kidnappings. You calling the cops, or are you just? I don't know. There's a lot of people pushing kids. By. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, what it's cool. Do? What are you gonna do? It's crazy. I'll push yours. You push mine. Yeah, so, yeah. It's uh, it's, it's intense down there. No competition, money. It's crazy. Wait, pushing other people's kids is competition? <laughs> oh, there's an Olympic. No, sport. no, no. Kid Go, going into yes, <laughs> getting into the school. There's a lot of competition. Yes, like, yes. Certain schools and. That's what I was saying about Private. the documentaries. That's, I've so, seen that. There's a lot of pressure. There's <clears throat> a lot of pressure on the kid. <clears throat> Parents get mad. I agree. Can't go to the right school. You get Ugh. kicked out. Oh, that sounds just... awful. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my that kids sounds... go to school well, you're in not, the woods. Are you going to have kids? Yeah, I'm going to make them go to school in the woods. <laughs> what will they learn? There are certain will states you teach where you them woodshop? Are you going to be woodshop? No, they'll learn whittling. <laughs> where <laughs> Eddie Pence came from, that seems to be a more realistic option. The woods? Yeah, well, where was he from? Virginia? Oh, yeah, he was from Virginia. There's a lot of that going on. But then he went to school in Anna or. 
OC. Right. right. Well, yeah, we, you, know, you flash forward. I'm talking about just for his childhood. He's a Skins fan, right? Yeah. Shirts and uh, Skins? Yeah. Basketball? Yeah, he's, he's a Skins Always fan. Skins. Just the, just the shirtless dudes. He's a big fan <laughs> of watching Shirts and Skins. <laughs> hey, I'm a Skins fan. How about you guys take your shirts off and run around? What? Um, By the way, so you were making a comment about uh, I, I did the thing where I hate there's a friend of yours that I'm trying to get on their comedy show. And there's this whole thing, this whole oh. dynamic, yeah. right, that yeah. you know about, is you 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 feel like you you just want to be able to get booked on your merit, but that's just not normally how it works. Or Should like be. someone, someone, but yeah, but it's just not how it works. It's or not. someone puts in a word for you. And sometimes even that's just not enough jogging. And then so you kind of have to become annoying. And I hate being annoying. I just don't. Too many texts. And I, and I, and I felt today like when I finally, which I kind of, I think I referenced in the email of like, all right, I'm going to be the squeaky wheel here. Did yeah. you see your response? I didn't. No, no, no. Email That's always annoying when you, you, admit, okay. you admit yourself being annoying. Like, look, I really want this to happen, blah, blah, blah. And I hate to bother you, but I haven't heard back. So I'm just wondering. Yes. And then they never get back to you and you're like, dude. But see, you have to do that in any business. It's yes, like let's like when I I hate it, and this this is where the parallel is for me. I'm a recovering salesman. Like when I got out of college, I did all these sales, jobs, oh and I God. hated the calls. And then you had to call again, and they train you to just keep you going, just going, keep persist, calling them until they give the, up. And then you're the asshole. Everybody hates you because you called too many. Yeah, times. and so it's or all, they it's, bite, and you got the sale. And it just it's just it's like that weird thing that just drives me. Well, I'll say this: no matter what you do, there's no like there are people that I've seen. That I know personally that I've watched them annoy their way into huge opportunities. Yeah, here's the thing. My buddy uh, in the '90s ran the uh, before the improv became um, uh, corporate. It was still like an individual place. So the door guy actually had the power of letting you could go to the door guy and be like, "Hey, man, you know, the, oh, I'm sorry, the guy that ran the room, okay, who was also the door. He you know had the door going in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you could go to him and be like, "Hey, man, if you could squeeze me in for five to seven minutes, like they had the power to say yes. They don't have that really power, that power like they used to because it's too corporate. And he used to tell me this is before I even moved out to um, California. He used to tell me he's like, "Man, there's this dude, Jimmy Fallon. He is so annoying. He will not leave me alone." <laughs> He just bothers you, and he's like, and he's got this little like happy, giggly voice, and he's always Mister Nice Guy, and he and he goes. The problem is, he's so nice. You just keep you giving him the stage keep time, giving him the time. And then I'm always like, okay, so he's super, I'm like, but does he deliver? He goes, oh yeah, that's the other thing. He's actually he cr- he crushes well, when he goes up. Uh, yeah, of course. But he still considered him. He's like every he goes that's every annoying. time we saw him coming in, we're like, oh, oh this guy, yeah. here he comes. And well, look, but, and, yeah, he goes I mean, to show you where is he now? Yeah, uh, where is Jim? shoveling is he dirt okay? on the highway? Yeah, yes, <laughs> he's a ditch digger, right? He is helping. Fourth graders pick up at a good for him, man. That's awesome. That's insane. I uh, also made another big mistake today. Mm. Um, And all of us uh, are in one way, shape, or form work in production. A buddy of mine's like, Hey, I'm really busy right now, but you should totally uh, come visit me on set. And I'm like, and I and I already work every day on sets, yeah, so right? Why would I want to? Well, do I assume that, that he's there's people there that he might think <clears throat> you want to see. I don't know, but he caught me at a weak moment in my life where I made a weak decision. I was like, all right, man, I'll swing by real quick. I got nothing to do for a couple hours. I go over there, and he's filming in a park, and um, I walk up to him, and he's like completely hectic. I what think is he's he, is he location? He's no, he? he's a line producer, but he, for some reason, I think he was also doing like second unit, um, like first AD or something like that, because okay. it was all pickup shots for some Vince Vaughn movie. Hmm. And um, <laughs> I come over, 
And I could tell it was just like, why did you invite me here? Because the minute he saw me, he goes, hey, baby, can you just go stand over there? And I walk away going, did you just call me baby? Dude, he just called you baby? What? Why? Would he call like, you? that's like zone out. Like, he, we're two dudes. We don't, should be calling each other baby, right? Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. with you. And then I literally just stood there for 20, 25 minutes, watched him. And then I was like, why? Why am I here? He's working. The only other thing I would say <laughs> is that because I don't get a lot, I don't work on a lot of bigger, but it was like a pretty huge budget thing, whatever it was. Because it was like Vince Vaughn and uh, the other Franco catering truck. That's where the money's at. Uh, Dave Franco, yeah. Dave well, Franco. but they had the they had the massive like jib art, like the, the, the crane. cranes, and so, so you. What did you just say? Catering truck. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's where the that's money is. Where the money. Seven catering trucks. <laughs> See? No, actually, they didn't even have enough catering. But yeah, but it was just like <laughs> was Vince Vaughn no there? Cat- was him there was no catering. Yeah, he was there. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's funny, like, we talked about this, I think, before, where, like, nobody, I walked right in, said nothing to no, anybody. No security check, nobody. No, I walked. I, and the thing is, no, I mean, yes, they had it. There was but a like, security guard just sitting he, there. He just thought you were PA or something walking <laughs> in. No walkie on or well, nothing. Look at me. I don't think anybody thinks I'm a PA. But, my, but <laughs> no, you know. I mean, yeah. It looks I'm like just the too oldest old PA, PA yeah. I've ever seen just walked by. <laughs> no, but it's, just, it's funny true. how that, that whole thing, it's like, because I'm so used to being around sets, like. You just don't even I didn't, think twice. I, didn't, I wasn't doing the wowie, zowie, what's going on here? You supposed to be there. You looked like you were supposed to be there. Your head was down. Yeah, you're not stopping the security guard going, hey, do you, Where's Vince Vaughn? Walked past seven dudes and right up to, not right up to Vince Vaughn, but right past Vince Vaughn. And I, didn't, and I just kept going because I was looking for my buddy. But it's just funny that, like, you could literally do that. Yeah, it's pretty nuts that the security is that but they, but they, it was because it's at, it was at a public park, they didn't, they don't tell everybody to get in that park. It's MacArthur Park, for those of you who don't live in this. Oh. They were you don't live in, in Los training Angeles. Training yes. It, yeah. If you've seen Training Day, exactly. <laughs> it is park. drug and fe- Everyone is just strung out on drugs, selling drugs, or just sleeping off whatever drugs they had done yeah, it's not a friendly the place. day before. I used and, to have to take a metro and get off at that stop <laughs> uh, to work at this nonprofit thing I was working at for a long time. You? Nonprofit? Well, I got, <laughs> I got paid. It was like a temp job. But but every time I would come up the stairs, there'd be one kid in a white T-shirt, and he'd be just like eyeing everybody. And then as soon as he saw cops, he'd go, yo, 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 bye, 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 bye. And then like all <laughs> these other dudes would, would just scatter, and he'd be like, oh, wow, he's a lookout. That's cool. So that's <laughs> where I learned, you know, stuff like that. I learned he was, he's a lookout. Do you ever heard the term flipping pigeons? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Class, same thing. <laughs> I had no, day, it, was, yeah. it was, it was, but that was obviously pre cell phones, pre any other way of getting a hold yeah, of people. Put the pigeons up in the air and clapping. But again, for those of you who have not been to MacArthur Park or any area, don't, don't, don't go. go. Don't, don't go. go. Yeah, don't go. And uh, if by. you see someone flipping pigeons, they don't have a cell phone. Is yeah. really what it boils down <laughs> to. They need your help. They need go your help. go they need run your up help. to them. Help them. More pay phones. We need yeah. more pay phones no. in the city, right? Well, we do need more pay phones. That's your, is that your plan if you're mayor? <laughs> Isn't that the thing? If you're in a certain area and there's pay phones, you probably shouldn't be there. Isn't that what they say? Yeah. There's a lot of pay phones that work anywhere. Get out. Every pay phone has obviously been beaten senseless by a sad human being. Just that's like your life is. You always, if you see a pay phone that's done, you're like, someone just had their low point at this pay phone. Like <laughs> the to, lowest uh, point they've uh, ever. I used to do a joke about that. I used to say, uh, I go, man, uh, you never you never hear like a happy conversation going on on a payphone anymore, right? Like, no one's ever like, "Hey, Ma, did you get the flowers? All right, I love you. All right, bye." Click. It's always some fucking guy who's like, no shirt, a leather jacket. It's like 120 degrees out. He's like, "Hey, where's my kid?" Or like, "Bring me my meth." And he's always angry, and I'm like, "But of course he's angry. This guy's on a payphone. He had to walk like." 
He, that means he doesn't have a cell phone. He doesn't even have an apartment phone. He might not even have an apartment. So now he's got to walk 27 city blocks, yes. passing all these dickheads on their cell phones. Yes. And he has to finally to finally find a payphone that hasn't been ripped from the cord <laughs> or dipped in AIDS. And now he's got to put that up to his ear and make a call. Like, yeah, he's angry. The joke's still good today, though. You can still use that joke because it's even funnier now because there's less, less, less payphones. Yeah. 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 There used to be a payphone on this property. I actually called and told him, like, get rid of it. Were people coming in to use it? <laughs> no, that's, that's oh, the thing. Right, I guess I should have kept it up. It was a great prop, right? I yeah, should have left yeah, it up yeah. there. I don't know why. I told... come in and take it down, but then bring it inside. They had no it. problem coming and getting that thing. Really? I don't know what the whole thing with the payphone thing. I don't know if it cost them to have the payphones out there. There's a, there was a reason why they were getting rid of them. Like, they were in a hurry hmm. to get rid of most of them. Interesting. It, it's an expense. Scrap that the metal. Reason? I bet they recycled that metal and got a pretty penny. You mean the people that were not supposed to be taking the payphone? Because <laughs> that would be the, they the ones that you see on the internet that are trying to that are trying to scrap copper that's live wire and you oh. see them all burnt up yeah yeah <laughs> those guys are idiots that's what that gym guy used to do at arrowhead the cook jim he used to scrap mm. he, used to, he used to steal copper he got in trouble for that you mean go to home you can big it was big in the foreclosure thing when all the homes were getting foreclosures yeah, running there and stuff but then he fired me because I didn't show up for a bunch of months or weeks, and then <laughs> well, and then I showed I think, up, John. I, I think you fired yourself, and then I oh, showed yeah. up and I put on like my mm. apron to go to work. He goes, "What are you doing here?" I go, "Uh, you know, watch this." Get the fuck out of here! You're fired. I was <laughs> How like, would you do? I was like, Uh-oh. "Don't you have a schedule yeah, anyway? Yeah. Wouldn't you know?" Or were you yeah. always scheduled the same days? I I basically blew off like two weeks of work. But how did you know that you were supposed to be into work that Cause, day? Because I knew I was like I just I didn't because you like, were strung what? out on drugs. Yeah, and yeah. I had no, 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 no. This was before any of that. Okay, all right. And then I, and then I was there before. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to this nonprofit, <laughs> MacArthur Park. Guys. Good stuff. Um, <clears throat> oh, should we get down? Yeah, let's get down to let's it. Get down to it. All right, uh, Jeff. I don't. You since you haven't really heard the show. <clears throat> um, yes. The show is essentially us talking about. Asking you. you, yeah, we've yeah. done six episodes about you. <laughs> the show's called, and I'm finally sh- here to clarify the show's called <laughs> all the Jeff. stories. It's called Jeff, and it's now heavy into Jeff. It's kind of like Serial, that NPR one, yeah. right, yeah. where they're investigating a crime, but we're just investigating Jeff and all the true. Fake, we don't know if you've told stories for real or not real. Okay, okay, none of that's true. Fact or fiction? Oh my gosh, my farts uh, are so bad. Yeah, great. Oh, uh, the oh, bottom line is, we want to know your journey. Yes. To getting into uh, L.A., Hollywood, the business, and all that kind of stuff. So we kind of start from scratch, which is like, Illinois. we know you're in it, but why did you get into it? And when did you know you wanted, when did you become attracted to it, I guess? When, I wh- didn't know that I wanted to really be in this business. Okay. <clears throat> As in, you know, video production and all that. Okay. What, I, what do you do? What do you do now? What would, how would, what would you, how do you describe I your would describe, duties? Uh, I would describe <laughs> I'm in video production. Um, I work for... You, you transfer videotapes? No. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> to LaserDisc? <laughs> Super popular now. Making a comeback, guys. Everything's sick. No, our job is uh, we're like a bunch of tech guys in LA that work in reality TV. and um, Define tech guys. Tech guys. Basically, we maintain the gear on set. Okay. We set up the control rooms um, for the shows. If it's a long-running show, like six weeks or whatever, we go in a week and a half before and we run all the cables to all the cameras. We used to do a lot of Pelcos. Those are the things you see in the parking garages all the time. Those white cameras or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we'd rig those in all the houses when we were shooting standard def. Okay. And we would maintain the gear if anything broke and went down. Um, wireless, too. We're all um, wireless guys, so we all work with wireless video and know the ins and outs of that. Concrete, windows, so forth, what goes through what. Um, basically, is our job. We maintain the gear. We make sure it all gets back to the 
to the rental house. A lot of um, packing and unpacking. Yes, a lot of packing and unpacking. So you wear a lot of black clothes. Yes, I have a wardrobe of just black clothes. And uh, everybody always usually makes jokes when they see me every day. They're like, oh, it's weird. You have black on again. I'm Do you also test the guitars and play Stairway to Heaven? No, I'm okay. not. That's um, a different type of person. Yes, okay. that's a different guy. Although, Jeff was at one point... Of an amazing guitar player. Yes, All right. uh, I had. I thought you were going to say an amazing roadie. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> no, no, an amazing guitar player. Like so, a, all right. Well, so you're so techie stuff. That's interesting. Yes, so yes. now, was, were you always kind of a gadget freak growing up? You know up? what? I, I kind of wasn't. I'm not that hands-on guy who can fix stuff, and I don't know how I'm in what I'm doing now, and <laughs> okay. I'm able to fix the cameras. I just see the problems, and then you fix them. You have a boss who can help you out, and then when you're on your own, you know what to do. So I've what did learned. you do? What, 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 like growing up, minus <laughs> minus the let's let's skip past uh, what all these weird things that happen to you in fourth grade. Let's just get to <laughs> a part of your life where like uh, you say so you're getting in high school, whatever. Like yeah. where getting get in high school, playing guitar in a band. Um, uh, now was that were you were you there like everybody? You're like we're gonna we're gonna make yeah, it, you guys. I was I was. Super... They were a little better than everybody else. Yeah, we were pretty good. <clears throat> okay, we were pretty not good. Define pretty good. How um, do you define good? Like not just what you thought, but like I would did, say because like people a, wanted uh, to book you everywhere. I, like no, that? no, no, no. Yeah, it wasn't that. We played a couple of shows. Nobody knew who we were. Okay, you know, but I just thought our music was really good. Um, the guy who was in who was a singer for our band, who was a guy I went to high school with, he was a year um, older than me, and he was had the ability to make up. Um, we played a lot of stuff like uh, prong, like accented, like helmet, like hardcore, kind of like, you know, a lot of accents in it and um, like New York hardcore in there somewhat. And uh, he had the ability to make these songs up. And I, I wasn't as creative as he was, but I was a great rhythm guitarist. And we really didn't. That was a time when Tool came out kind of helmet, no solos. You know what I mean? So the solo thing had kind of gone away. And um, and he was so good that. We played a couple of shows, and I was like, man, we really got a chance at being something. This was my second band. And then the drummer and the bass player were in college. So then, or No, they were in high school still, sorry. So then they went to college, and then everything went downhill from there. And, you know. and that was it. Yeah, and that's when I started. I went to one of my first rave parties and saw Paul Johnson at um, the Aragon Ballroom. And um, you know, did some stuff there and had a great time and fell in love with it and it was a one man band you're there by yourself and then from there I went and bought tables like within the next year and started spinning records oh okay yeah but before but be- before before that second band like when we when I was still in high and this school, is this is Illinois Yes, this is all in Illinois, yes. Not, not in Chicago. Were you in Chicago? I was you were in the spi- suburbs. Um, suburbs. Yeah, about okay. 30 minutes out in the 30 suburbs. minutes outside of Chicago. Naperville, okay. Warrenville area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. But when, when I was still in high school, there was a birthday party. This kid had a birthday. Jeff had a, his first band, which was like all guys that we, we still fairly talk to. You know what I mean? We're still in touch with most of those guys. And this kid had his birthday party at the Summer Lakes Clubhouse, and his band was playing at his birthday party, right? Oh, so I forgot about that. They're rocking out, whatever. <clears throat> we're all kind of hanging out, and we're like, yeah, this is okay, sure, fine, whatever. Then they're like, yeah, we're going to take a break. And Jeff's like, hey, you know, everyone from my band is here. Can we play your instruments, and we'll play a couple songs while you guys take a break. And the guy's like, yeah, sure, no problem. So these guys get up there, <clears throat> and like they break into a Megadeth song. I think it was Holy Wars, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Holy Wars. And it was like, you know, note for note. It was like 
everything. He had the solos down. He had it all. The singer was really good. They're rocking out. People start a mosh pit. People are jumping <laughs> off the thing onto the furniture. And like they end the song, and the kid, the kid whose birthday party comes up goes, yeah, that's it. We're not going to play anymore. Just, they put all the instruments away. And I was like, oh, my God, that was awesome. That's yeah, funny. That funny. A little, but little then highlight. I never yeah. really saw that second band like live or anything, but I know that. They were good. Like, like you said, you had that, like Tool was coming out, and those hooks, those, oh, those yeah. really heavy like. Yeah. And our lead, the lead guy in the band was like, you know, he made. He basically made up every song we played, and I it was so awesome. Everything he made up, I was like, well, this is amazing. I can't top this. And anything I really tried to make up, it wasn't really, you know what I mean? I did, not the creative type person. You know, he's got that more of that gene uh, with the writing, and people are always telling me, because I'm a goofball on set, and I'm always talking this and that and uh, making jokes, but I always rip off from other movies. I say yeah. quotes from stuff. People and, are like, you're really funny. Yeah, they like, think you I'm just funny. quoted Anchorman yeah, for that's an hour I'm doing. and a half. That's all like, I'm doing. And they're like, you should do I'm like, you don't understand. I don't have the should write a movie called Anchorman. To write and remember the stuff. Material, I just don't, you know what I mean? I got some true stories that might be funny, but that's about it. You're a regurgitator. Yeah. Yeah. So you're spinning records. Yes. And you're making a living at this? Is that what you're saying? That's so, or you're just doing that? That's just kind of your thing. You got good quick. He got yeah. like, but to find, I don't understand that. See that that again. That's not. I didn't come from that world. I mean, yeah. I came from music. I, yeah. I, I managed right. bands and did all that kind of stuff. But that was just traditional, straightforward. Like I never really tried to figure out or caught on to the whole spinning records thing. Yeah. So I, I, I'm just curious as to like what it was, uh, what that did for you. Yeah, it was crazy. It was, um, well, being playing guitar all those years <clears throat> and going to that <clears throat> was a one person thing. Hold on, stop yeah. farting. Continue. I can't, dude. It's so gross. <laughs> stop farting. It's Continue. So gross. I'm sorry. It's so bad. <laughs> Must be going your way. I'm like, it is. I'm oh, saying that's why I'm saying it. <laughs> really clear. bad, too. I had a friend of mine who uh-huh. had gas so bad in an airplane once, which is a horrible place to have oh, it. Oh, my God. If you're around that person, stop. Seriously, dude. I, I'm not, I haven't farted yet again. No, well. I just, I've done it. I farted literally three times. It's this like this something. thing is crawling underneath, and then it's like, Whoop. It's like a deadly fall. Yeah, it is. It's, it's right. horrible. Right. So, You're so moving this around now, it's coming over here. This guy, see? <laughs> so, this guy, he's farting on the plane, and it's really bad gas. And the guy in front was like, knock it off, dude. Whoa, and he's like, and, and he's I like, I can't. And he's like, so he keeps farting. He's like, I'm serious. I'm going to fucking kick your ass. And like, I'm like, did you guys threaten you to beat you up over farts? farts? You don't quit farting. I'm going to beat you up on this plane. I had an ex girlfriend kick me out of her car and make me walk home because I wouldn't stop farting in the car. So, apparently, this. The, well, you know, gas can get but serious. That's gross. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So far tra- away, friend. Old transition from uh, playing guitar to spinning records. It took me a good three, four, five, even years to train my ear, my brain, to hear two things at once to actually mix a record. Okay. Like we practiced and we thought we were good. You know, the first two, three years we were playing. I was playing with this other guy, and we were always practicing in his house. And we started spinning house. You know, obviously Chicago house and some jungle. He was this, into- so you were in the city at this point doing no, stuff as well. I was no, still in the, the suburbs, but. I went to the city every weekend, and Friday and Saturday nights we'd go to parties and we'd, you know, watch all these DJs play, and it, it, it became about the music for me eventually. And so I went. Did there. you have an earring? No. Okay. I didn't use glow sticks. I didn't do any of that but stuff. Never had an earring. No tattoos. Right. No tattoos. No earrings. I got an earring once when I was. Were you 20. DJ Clean? Was that your handle? Or? No. Okay. Okay. Is that, they call them handles. I don't even know. <laughs> I was just. I'm just using. My, I use my regular name because most of the good DJs in Chicago always use their real name. Okay. So or, you knew yeah. these things. You did. Yes, you did your yes, research. Derek Carter, Mark Grant. You know. So you're um, spinning records for years. Yeah, yeah. Like how long? Like this is from when to when? This is from uh, like 1996, seven. We started like ninety late ninety six, ninety. So you you were in your teens, early twenties, like was, bar time. I was is about it? I was about nineteen. Okay, 18, so, 19. so I'm in college. I just want to put this into perspective. Like when I went to college, he was 
Um, I'm just gonna. You were overweight. You were. Yes. He was fat. He had really long hair. Bigger and, than I am now. And unfortunately, he, and, and he's like, and he was like a very, very like misunderstood metal guy. Like everything was dark. I like Tool. I like it's everything's dark. But uh, I wasn't. No like one a understands guy. me. I wasn't like a weak. Sounds, I, like, sounds I, like I wasn't one of those. He wasn't guys. an emo, but he was. I, like like, I don't like to smile. I'm tough. You yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, you're a teenager. No smiles in the photos. But again, you know, like he said, he's a teenager, so it's not anything out of the ordinary. So I'm at college. And I'm, you know, he's like, you're an idiot. You want to go to school in northern Wisconsin? Go fucking whatever. That's great. I come home for, I think it was summer break one year. Summer break. And I, I walk into, and I literally, it's like, I literally, when, the last time I saw him, he was a fat kid with long hair who played the guitar and loved heavy metal. I walk into my living, my parents' living room, and he looks like he has cancer. He's like super thin. I did a 180 like And he shaved his head. Months. And yeah. he like lost a ton of weight and shaved his head. And I walk in, I'm like, Dude, are you okay? And he goes, Yeah, man. I go, What? And he goes, Do you want to smoke this joint? And I go, Yeah, sure. <laughs> so like we just go outside and get high. I'm like, God, you look so fucking weird and different. You know what I mean? It was just we would go out to lunch as a family and people would come up and be like, Oh, hey, tell Jeff I said hey. And he's sitting right there. Like nobody that was knew. We, did you get thing. too skinny or you just no, you just, just got lost. normal? Yeah, I just got normal. I okay. finally kind of grew up, I guess. I probably grew a couple inches. Okay. And the weight kind of I was and working out, but a, it wasn't You yeah. made a pretty solid <laughs> I'm going to do this. Yeah. You know, ch- cut my hair and everything. And then when I realized he wasn't even playing guitar anymore, he was spinning records. I was like At first I was like, "Well, that sucks." And then I realized he was actually getting good at spinning records. I was like, "Oh, okay." I guess and I still play, but not as much as I used to back in the day. You know? Right, <clears throat> I'm still okay, but. And so then what? So you're spinning records for a couple of years. So yeah, so we and do that, what? and then we started playing um, after parties in Chicago downtown. So then we hooked up with some people at some parties, and we weren't big enough to play at those parties because that was like. So you played outside the door? I don't understand. No, 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 no. <laughs> after party. So the big party went on at from home, like, let's the say, party was over. Let's say they eleven to four. Who's the outside DJ <laughs> yeah, we, guy that wasn't we after, doing after party Jones? That would be He's pretty a cold. DJ, that would yeah. be pretty cold in Chicago doing that. But we would play the after party to the big party, so okay. everybody knew where to go to this guy's house, and it was on these streets in Chicago, and uh-huh. we'd show up. There and we would show up there at five in the morning and set up. We would sleep until like whatever nine ten and wake up and then show up there and spin until like ten in the morning and then take off. And it was we did that for. You must have seen some insane yeah, stuff. I mean, it was, I, get, how, it was, how could it not be from five a.m. Yeah, to ten a.m., which is a party after a party? We oh. got. I got so lucky. I had a Celica back in the back then. And way uh, to brag. Every yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. I was lucky that my car didn't get my tires didn't get slashed because um, it was a you know fairly gang related neighborhood. I'm sure you know. And um, they must have seen me bringing in tables, and we brought all the gear. I don't know what I was thinking. You know, nowadays I would be like, <laughs> no, no, not doing that, stuff, not doing like... that, not doing that. And uh, I was the one car who didn't get the, you know, the knife in the tire. So I felt, <laughs> I felt privileged. I was like, oh, they want me here. No, What's the most insane <laughs> thing that you saw while you were spinning? You're like, get me out of here, or like this is pretty cool. Oh, I, I wasn't spinning, but I saw um, uh, DJ Trax, who was a big guy in Chicago. Um, who I used to see play all the time, and uh, it was his birthday, and he's kind of an angry black guy, I think. Um, well, I know this now because somebody, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's angry and very. Black. There was like this uh, just regular white dude standing there, and he's like, "Yo, man, happy birthday, dude!" And the dude jumps over the tables and just starts choking him out, and like a couple other guys, his friends, like grab him off him and for he, saying happy birthday yes, to him. That was, guy deserved to die. Uh, well, I guess. I guess he was well, so I hope mad. We've all learned a lesson. I don't know who. <laughs> maybe this guy was somebody to him, or he was. You know, oh, who knows okay. what the deal was? But that's. What I saw, and that's all I saw, and I was like, "That's insane." That was one of the most insane things. I'm sure there's more. And Jeff but never said happy birthday to anyone. Never ever. again. Never again. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you translate that. So yeah. what? So 
So at, at what point were you considering coming out to Los Angeles? Um, after I had talked to him on the phone a couple times, I really <laughs> Who, DJ Tracks no, from prison? No, <laughs> my brother, my brother Jonathan Huck. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, so I talked to him on the phone a couple times. I was working at a dealership out, dealership out there. Car dealership. dealership. Well, dealership well, dealer right. dealership. Yeah, I was going to say, that was a, right. a, that's a Freudian slip. They're dealership. And, uh, and it was going nowhere. It would have gone nowhere. Um, like, the, like the DJ thing wasn't paying you. No, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't making. Like, <laughs> I was still for working at a car dealer. Yeah, I was still working at a car dealership, doing that stuff on the side. Okay, it's always uh, been okay. a side thing. You know, it's never. You been... You sold a... cars? No, I was working in the parts department. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, a lot of people think I talk about. Oh, you were probably one of those car salesmen. <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to be shocked if you had. But continue. Yeah. Oh, exactly. there you go. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I talked to him on the phone, and he's like, "Hey, I'd hate to see you." Uh, you know, he had a great opportunity for me. His roommate was going out of town for three months. I had a place to stay. He could get me a job. Um, and I had worked out some other details as far as driving my car out there. He was going to fly back for Christmas, and we were going to drive out from Chicago. And he had said to me what got me was, do you really want to spend the next 10 years of your life like working at a car dealership? I said, don't, I don't want you to wake yeah. up. I don't care what wake, you, yeah. I want you to be happy, but I don't want you to wake up when you're 40 and be like, and realize what the hell oh did I God, do? I still work at Nissan. And everybody around me was like, you have no wife, you have no kid, <clears> you have nothing holding you here, do it. And so I was like, you know what? Screw it. I did it. I wouldn't have done it if it wasn't, if he wasn't out there already and made his way. Well, a little bit. or so he says. And that's the thing well, about this. What year was as this? As far as work goes, He 05. would have never even contemplated this, Oh, this is 2005? Yeah. Okay, all right. So, 04, okay, so we've, we've learned a little bit about John. He yeah. was not standing on a little tiny porch? Yes. Okay. No, I was, by 2005, I was a segment producer on Punk. Yes. Okay, so, so you, you, know, you had made like, your He had a job, and he was Making like, your way in the world today. But it was like, I, I had a job, and I was snobby <laughs> about it, because everyone else I knew was working on stuff that no one respected. Yeah. Whereas people would come up to me and be like, dude, you work on that show? I love that show. That's a great show. Like People liked the show. So there was a cockiness that I was like, yeah, I only produce fucking quality television. Well, that show was so huge. <laughs> it was. It, got, it yeah. was really big. They when I was working gold. on it, I was like, yes. wow. Struck gold with Dave Navarro in the pilot. Yeah. In the pilot, yeah. that's when MTV was like, hey, if you can prank more celebrities, we'd be way into that. So that was not the original structure of it. It was just pranking regular people. It was oh, regular okay. people. Oh. And they got sued off the pilot. But the best thing that ever happened hmm. was um, Dave Navarro and uh, who was... Uh, Electra, Carmen Electra, uh, when they That's pranked right. when they pranked him, that was like really. When good. you they get sued, what did you? What did you? Yeah, they had uh, they 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 broke into somebody's hotel room in Vegas. Jeff, your story's great. Hold on, John. Sue. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they they I was I didn't work on the pilot, but I was in Vegas when they were shooting the pilot, working on the Jamie Kennedy experiment. Mm-hmm. So, but what they did was they broke into they they picked these two people as the marks, and then they went to their room and then they put dead like what looked like dead hookers. And blood everywhere. Okay. And then these people came back, and it turns out those people are fucking lawyers. Oh. So they pranked the wrong. It was like a bad, like, oops. But don't you, so wasn't, didn't somebody that was affiliated with them have to at least be involved? I mean, you don't just randomly pick people. No, I'm not sure how they did it, but yes. Somebody screwed up. But somebody Somebody screwed up along the way. Lawyers? Yeah. (laughs) So, Jeff, so, so. Here you are. So, okay, your brother invites you. Are you a plane? Do you are you? Did you just take a plane? Did you drive across country no, with drove, with yeah. a, with a dog and a television set? Nope. Like, what was your? Nope. I got rid of. I left like my big dresser there in my bed, and I packed up. I got uh, so weirdest deal I got. I had a an eighteen wheeler drop off like the cab of the truck in my driveway, like this huge cab, and I had six feet of it. And everybody else had room too, and you paid for the inches you took. So you had to put this wooden wall up and close this hand. Oh, it was the most ghetto thing I've ever seen. All my records like dumped over. I lost a bunch of the lamp, and you know stuff broke. I didn't pack it right. So what did you bring? You brought your records. I brought my records. My brought table. a lamp, obviously, because you wanted lamp. to see. Yeah. That's I good. had a bunch of personal stuff that I brought. You know, my guitar, my records, my turntables, stands, this and that, speakers, so and so. And um, 
went out to LA and and it really worked out. Now, I but mean, the, the truck I, just takes off. You just you just tell it you got to it gives you, you pay I, a desk. Yeah, so this is how it works. You don't so follow the, the truck. Yeah, the truck comes, drops it off. I pack it up. Then me and him um, leave Christmas night. We or you came back. Oh, you did I, this over the holidays. Yes, okay. I flew yes. home for Christmas. And then I said I'd fly home one. I'd fly one way, and then we would drive out together, even though I'd already made the drive and mm-hmm. swore that I would never make the drive again. Yeah, it's a tough drive. Have you done it? Yes. Oh man, that drive sucks. And it was we left Christmas night. Um, like it was snowing. It was like snowing. Eight, eight o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night. It was dark. yeah. And by the time we stopped driving, it was like. 32 hours later. You guys drove straight. We drove, no, not straight, but we had driven we, we all drove night. We till we couldn't do it anymore. It was okay. like probably 8, 9, 10 in the morning again. Oh, no, no, more than that. It was like noon or 1. We get into the hotel room, and they, we turn on the TV, and Reggie White had just died. Yes, that's the reference okay. to that. Yeah. So Time I was reference. like, what? Reggie White died? I saw Reggie's balls. He did? did? You? Sorry about that, guys. I did. It's what? true. True story. How? True story. Oh, Jeff's really oh, interested. Wow. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, you got <laughs> I did get interested. I used, to be a, I used to be a morning drive radio disc jockey in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Ah. And part of the deal, as you know, with a lot of morning drives, they'll do call-ins from football players on Monday morning, like the Monday morning call-in, like, hey, how'd the game go? And and uh, Reggie White w- used to do our radio station, but he no longer was. We had a couple other guys on the team, and uh, but we had to go to Green Bay to Lambeau Field to meet with the players well, personally. Awesome. See the first time it's like, hey, you're new. Hi, you got you to go in. to Lambeau. Or? Yeah, so they open up the they open up the glass door, and on the other side, obviously that glass wall is all the Super Bowl trophies, right? So like we're going on the other side. That's when I realized like I'm like this is fucking cool. Yeah, like, that's awesome. I'm that getting the key amazing. to the castle right now. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then so the, so we meet. Uh, it was Vonnie Holiday, I think was the was the guy we were meeting there, mm. a, a Packer player. He he goes. Um, all right, uh, let's go this way. We're trying to just find a meeting room, and he's like, "All right, we'll go there." He's like, "You know what? Uh, it's quicker if we just go the, through the locker room." And I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" And by the way, everything is Green Bay Packer. Like the carpet yeah, is Green yeah. Bay Packer. Green and, right? and yeah. So it's one of those classic moments. Where you're like, "This is the best day ever. Everything is awesome." Good Lord. And they open up the double doors into the mm. locker room. And Reggie White is doing the old school, oh, trying his floss in his butt crack, old school style. <laughs> And he just turns and he looks and he's just got a look of hatred on his. Because this was like, you know, they're used to people around, but this was obviously their no one's coming in here anymore private yeah. moment. Yeah. Yes. And then you, here you come. Yeah. And there was guy? like some other guy that was eating like an, a 25 foot submarine sandwich like <laughs> next to him, like in a towel. And he looks over and he's like, <laughs> and it just went from like good times to Hi, sad guys. times hey, immediately. Guys. How you doing, guys? And, and <laughs> That's awesome, though. I can only imagine because Vonnie Holiday was a rookie that year. He must have got his oh, ass kicked. Man. You just walk straight through and that's it. No eye contact. No, nah, I think we turned around and like we weren't even like it wasn't we even one of those to... like, hey Reg, hey guy with the sandwich. Yeah. It was like, they, right, just oh, like everybody out. Yeah. they looked at you like get the fuck. We've oh, made yeah. a mistake. It was still cool. I mean, I'll never that's forget awesome. that, but it's just that's odd awesome. that, that the only time I ever bore witness to Reggie White you was his... flossing his did testicles. He, did he have like did he have like a big dick or I blacked it out. It is it's uh it's a really that part. Yeah, you blacked it out. I never no, you know, you know the thing. You're like make eye contact. Stay eye contact, don't go down, don't go low. Don't go low. Go don't up, go low. Go up. Go up. Don't go. Don't low. go low. Did you look at him and say, "Uh, my eyes are up here. <laughs> uh, my penis is down yeah. here." So I yeah. too shed a tear the day the red. Yes, yeah, for though balls. he had made a few pretty ridiculous comments well, before his downfall. But right before his downfall, he did. He made that speech, and then uh, the Onion posted the greatest headline was like Reggie White to host Foxes when athletes speak. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he came out. I don't know if you ever heard him say he was like. 
uh, Jewish people are good with money, so they're uh, good with cash. Uh, <laughs> black people, we like to party, so we not we're good at dancing. It's like what Mexican people can all live together. Excuse me, good like, at living together. It was like he would just pick the weirdest things. Like it was he's not a wasn't a bright man. Yeah, I didn't follow him. But I mean, you were more of a Packers fan since you went out to school up there. Yeah, and... I didn't mind the Packers. Yeah, he he minds them now, but. So, so you guys, uh, so you guys, yeah. so thirty-two hours in, yeah. So you guys get to this eighteen or twenty hours, and we motel get to this motel. We sleep oh, for like four. Do you even remember hours. where you were? I don't even know. Where, oh, I don't even know what thirty-two so hours gets you. I feel we like took we were the south, Texas, southern Texas, route. Yeah, like, so we oh, went went through, okay, I didn't go Texas. Corners, I went. I went north, the other way. Yeah, you drove at nice time of the year. I drove summertime. First time I went, I went the way you went the first that time, and I went in the winter, and it's he. Wait, you went north in the winter? He lost a. What did you do? You lost a muffler. Lost a bunch of shit. Yeah. Dude. Didn't you put uh, diesel or gas? <laughs> <laughs> you put the wrong gasoline. In oh, there. yeah, I put diesel. Well, I don't. Somewhere. That has nothing to do with the way you drove. Of course not. No, it's just that's just has the way throw, the way you drive. I had to throw that in there. Maybe. So thirty two. So we get thirty two. Had to have gotten you pretty close though. You guys. Did, we were like twenty two. We were like twenty hours that night. I think we drove. Then the next. No, we drove eighteen that night. Then twenty two okay, the next right, day. Okay, and that's it because that's yeah, two you days. can do that. That's yeah, two days. Two yeah. days. Okay. So then we go through the four corners. He says, "Hey, we can stop in Arizona and get another hotel, but we got seven hours to go. We want to just bear through. Sure, let's just do it. We're like, let's just do it. So it was like light time. It was like you know five six o'clock at night, and then it started getting darker, and then it started pouring rain. And then I remember coming in on the ten or whatever that the ten right, yeah. and I'm like. People are whizzing by me, and like I've driven in Chicago. Yes, but, but it's different. They fly it's out di- in California, yeah, and it was man. raining, and I was like, man, I really feel like people are driving too fast. And like you know, now I drive, you know, whatever. Like that, it was just weird coming in. That I remember yes. that specifically. That scared me, and I was like, that intimidated me. And I was like, but I, that was the only time. Really but you know did. why it kind of lulls you on that drive though is because there's a large portion when you get when you start getting close to California of nothingness. Nothing. I mean, like an occasional yeah. light, and then all of a sudden, oh my God. and that's yeah. it. Yeah. And then when you hit California and you just hit everybody clearly is leaving a scene of a crime the way they're driving. <laughs> yeah. It's just like this whole other, it just hits you all of a sudden really hard. But it was kind of funny. It was raining when we got there. I was like, oh, I kind of left for better weather. <laughs> of course, though. Isn't that, that's like always Of course. The way that's always how. The first month I was there, I couldn't close his roommate's window. And so I was just sleeping in like cold. It was just, I was just cold every night. And I was like, did I make the right choice? So these are my favorite parts of the story. So you arrive. <laughs> On on a, a bag of chips and broken promises Basically, from your brother, yes. right? And okay, so the truck, so and then the truck is still in Illinois, gonna or be being picked up like in two days and driving out. See, this is the stuff I love. So this is what I want to know. So you get there, you are living with John, yes, his and, room, yeah. and his yeah, roommate. Yeah. Now, my roommate went out of town for. Tim, see, there's, I know there's got to be a hook here because yeah. I'm curious. Like a lot of times, roommates are like, "Hey, man, so and so's gonna be coming. You mind if they hang with us?" I know that they, I, I've been that roommate where yeah. they're like. Do you mind if so and so just crashed so they kind of get their way out here? And you're always like, sure, how, fucking a. How long? Except yeah. for nine months. He's my brother. Do you know yeah, what I mean? He's but not different. like. Well, do you still talk still, to this person? Yes. Oh yeah, Tim. He's uh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah, this yeah, is yeah. good. He's still yeah. my okay. best friend. Yeah, so he yeah. was. So Jeff yeah. didn't wreck it for you. That's yeah. good. No, and I had no. met him. I had, <laughs> I had come out to L.A. twice before. Just to visit them and then kind of see what it was like, and uh, I was like, "Well, this is awesome. Palm trees everywhere, nice weather. You know, I thought everything was great. You know, it is. And it, and it is. It's you a beautiful place. You can die in a palm tree. Okay, don't yeah. don't yeah. give them so much. That's love. true. You, you can die can. in a palm you tree. Can. You can. So you get out there. <clears throat> so 
And you had nothing to do. I had, yeah. I didn't know what I was going to do for work. Um, I and think how it was long like, did you not work? I, I started work, I think, in I think February, like a month later. Pretty quick. Cool. <clears throat> and did you get him a job? Is that yes. why? I went yes. in. I walked yes. into Punk'd and I go, I went into the, he had the production coordinator. I go, who's <laughs> been here? What PA has been here the least amount of time? <laughs> and she is, goes, this is terrible, she right? She goes, uh, Matt Ball. I go, he's gone. And he's such a good guy. And, and she goes, why? I go, my brother's going to start working here in two weeks. And she's like, uh, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so then like that happens. Years later, I'm playing softball. The coach is this kid, Matt Ball. Ball. And I'm like, hey, Ball, didn't you work on punk for a little while? He goes, I did. I I did. I go, what happened to that? How come you were there for such a short time? He goes, "Uh, you fired me to hire your brother. Oh, they didn't lie to him. They told him exactly what happened. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. You played softball with him. And he actually worked with us a bunch on set. We hired him as a PA on set a lot. Yeah. So he used to okay, all right. So there was some form of redemption. Yes. Okay. Plus, he's in the painter's union now. He's doing really well. He's good. He's in the painter's union. Okay, so he moved on to that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you do for the first month you were out there? First month I was there, New Year's came around, so we had, he went to a New Year's party. I was like, oh, this is great. Went to some bars. He had some friends, you know, and there were, you know, comics and another another couple guys he knew. And so I had friends right away. I'm, you know, hanging out with these guys. And Not it, good. it was they, great. The people that we started hanging out yeah, with right away were dirtbags. Eh. We don't hang out with oh, those great. people anymore. Great. Way to introduce them to dirtbags well, immediately. Well, at the time in my he life, I was not bag. so separated from that <laughs> okay. lifestyle. Understood. So. <laughs> not so secret message yeah. received. Right. Okay. So okay, some things have happened. So yeah, I'm I'm living there. You guys and, played uh, cocaine basketball for 78 hours straight. Got it at the beach. <laughs> Got a girlfriend within like two weeks of being there. Uh, yeah, are you serious? I swear to God. Now, yeah. why, now why would you do that? I don't know. I'm an idiot. What do you so, mean? Why? What are you talking about? Yeah, what's wrong with that? What? But a lot of things, but continue. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's why just like, you, yeah, why would you, try, why would you start move? settling down, create <clears throat> issues? If it makes you feel any better, it lasted three months. Well, yeah, well, I, I figured that didn't, <laughs> I didn't, yeah, once you got a job. Now I'm married to her. It's not the girl yeah. he's married to her. <laughs> right, exactly. It's, it lasted okay. three months and come then on out. married. Come on out. How she does one, right how does one actively seek out a girlfriend within two weeks of arrival? And do you, when you say girlfriend, do you really mean girlfriend? No, she was a, you know, yeah, we were like, went on dates and stuff, but it wasn't like serious. It wasn't like Because girlfriend to me is like, you're talking every day, you're seeing each other four to five times a week. Yeah, we would see each other about three, four times a week. I got them in the background of some punk bits. They were eating at a restaurant with Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, so we were dating, you know. Dirk, yeah, Dirk. <laughs> I got my whole family in the background with basketball players. He's in the background of Dirk and Whiskey. My parents are in the background of Magic Johnson. Johnson. Hilarious. I think. I so you got a girlfriend. Yeah, so I got a girlfriend. Who was now? The, how did you who meet was her? The sister of some dirtbag I hung out yes. with. Yes. So it's just yeah. So right. Her, so it's she like was the on a date when I met her. When I, we actually came into the Bigfoot Lounge. Bigfoot Lounge, yeah, by the way, to, if you ever come to uh, Los, Los Angeles, Los Feliz, La Villes. Um, we were in there, and she was there on a date, and he was like making fun of her days, like who's the sweater vest or whatever the guy was wearing, and she's like, oh, it was I, the holidays, guys, or, yeah. not anymore. What's no, that? not anymore by then. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it was the holidays actually. Yeah, Probably so, was right around Christmas. Yeah, it was right around Christmas. It's okay. It was sweater vest. <clears throat> New Year's or whatever after New Year's. And uh, I ended up talking to her, and she's like, "Oh, if you need somebody to show you around, she put your, my number in her phone." And then I called her like three days later. Now, were you still skinny and awesome at yes, this point? Yes, okay, so this is good. why I was looking pretty good. Yeah, you, this was, was these were high points in your life as far yes, as looks. Yes, looks. Yes, I'm trying to get back to that spot. So I just no, I'm not saying anything about it no, now. No, don't, don't try to don't try no, to read no. between the lines here. Okay, okay. okay, okay you're okay, acting okay. kind of girly. Okay. <laughs> your body's disgusting. I won't lie. I do act a little girly at times about that. Yes. Your body's disgusting. Thanks. Yeah. And and you. I bought it's great. <laughs> so you guys start hanging out. Yes, we start hanging out. Um, I end up finding a place, finding my own apartment, because Tim's kind of come back now. It's like April at this point. And so I end up finding my own place in a great neighborhood. 
Yeah. Kidding. Shitty. And, uh, Romaine and Gower. <clears throat> where, well, did you, where did you, where? Still Romaine and Gower. Yeah, yeah right. That's, by, so that's, yeah. That's like, Astro, just Paramount, so people understand, like, what the difference between West Hollywood and Hollywood. Hollywood is a not so great place yeah. to, you, you get better, let's just say you get better rates. Better, better rates on your rent. And her brother actually helped, stepbrother helped me move into my place with his van. So I took all my stuff out of storage. He helped me move in. And I think what happened is he ended up telling her, like, you don't want to go to that neighborhood and be driving there and walking around at night and blah, blah, blah. Because literally two days later, I got sick. Call her when I get better. She was sick before. I got sick. And then I called her and she's like, yeah, I don't think we're going to date anymore. And I was like, okay, I just moved into my place. I finally have somewhere to, you know. Have yeah, we know. Business. Boom, oh. boom, boom. Let's and, go uh, back to my room. But see, that's the thing about this city, too. Yeah. <clears throat> relationships, friendships, everything happens very fast and ends just as fast. It and does. then people like literally disappear and you'll be like 10 years later, be like, oh, I never, what? yeah. I'd never what happened s- to, I literally never saw her after that. Like never even saw her. The kid that. disappeared too. He owned yeah. a bunch of people money, just yeah. took off, just disappeared. <laughs> well, yeah, it sounds like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he worked it. He, like, I saw Gone Girl. I, I understand how people disappear. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But at this time, when you were when you moved in, you were still working on punk, right? Yes, I was. I was still as a PA. now. Were yes, you as, as arrogant as John at this point? <clears throat> no, I was very humble, the... and I was you know holding doors and you know crossovers and lifting. He would always come up. I'd have a whole cart full of like crossovers and sandbags, and he'd come over and go, oh, and he'd knock them over. I'd be like, really, dude? I had layout board one time. I kicked a brick case and dented it. So mad on Wedding Crashers that show. Yeah, he worked on. He did. Uh, did you do four hundred one? Yes, I did. He and did punk yes. room four hundred one and the real Wedding Crashers. All with Catalyst, which was yes. Ashton and Jason's company. Which were long days, hidden camera shows, like yeah. long days, setting up, tearing down, this and that, lunch, this and that, running well, the truck. Well, I mean, all those shows will yes. burn, will burn yes. you out. Yes, they're, they're, they do. They're, I mean, when you're, when they you're, do. When you're doing any type of production assistant work, and, and a lot of actually coordinating ones, yeah. any of that stuff, those shows... Managing, coordinating, any they burn of those, you out. they just... Burn you, you out. But at the same ex- time... This is it's a, great experience, but it burns you out. It's yes. great experience to for a couple see, years, maybe. I and think then you got gray hair. Everybody yeah. in twenty-five, and I think everyone in production should have to PA to a certain extent for yes. a little while. Yes, and I think there from there is where as a as someone who wants to be involved in production from there, like you can get a PA job and go, oh my god, this is the stupidest business I've ever been in. I'm out, and I respect that. Good for you. But if you get a PA job, you should be looking at the different directions you can go. Yeah, you know what I mean. And to me, it's it's <clears> two sided <throat> in the sense that there's production. It's three-sided, actually. There's production, like the logistics of production, like production management, that kind of thing, line producing. And then there's producing, like helping creative and pushing creative a certain way and doing that kind of thing. And then there's the tech side of everything, whether it's I camera guy I or I thought I'd want to do audio because I spun records. So I'm like, oh, RC8 cables and boom mics, and I can do that. And the first thing I ever really did in Hollywood is he did a commercial at the White Horse. With Matt Dittman, like we a did, fake whatever. We, we wrote a. Yeah, they wrote a. We, we did a sketch. We wrote a sketch. Okay. sketch. Yeah. It wasn't a, sorry, it wasn't a real commercial. Well, no, you're new at the time, yeah, so you would so, yeah, call I, it a commercial. You have absolutely like, no like, idea okay. what was going on. And I held the boom and ran the bag, you know, some guy hooked it up for me, and I was like, oh. And then I started meeting audio people, and I was like, oh, yeah, know, audio people guys. by nature. Fine. Are yes, by nature, are a little weird. They're a little, you know, too nerdy for me, and I'm not, you know. So I got along more with the tech guys. Yeah, he's a real smooth fucking operator. So you actually got into tech pretty quick, sounds like. Within a. No. Well, why don't you tell him what you said when you realized the two directions you could go? Because he uh, told me this uh, to my face, basically, on the phone. Yes, because he was a producer on Punk'd. And, and I had worked, actually, as I got the job on punk I got another eight-month gig on a show called You're Not the Man I Married with another company. And I had I worked in pre-production, production, shot a whole thing, and then worked in post. And what I noticed through there, there was a lot of producers on those, segment producers, and I didn't like a lot of them. A lot of them didn't PA, so they'd ask me for drinks, even though we had a whole fridge 
refrigerator filled with drinks. So every day I'd be like, you've never PA'd before, did you? I've asked like the producers this, and I was like, I didn't care. I was like, did you ever PA before? Because you know how much of a pain in the ass it is to get like 20 drinks and bring them back, and iced tea, and I want a Arnold Palmer, and blah, blah, blah. So I actually said to him, I'm like, you know, I, I'm going to go on the tech side of things or that side. I'm like, producers, they don't do shit or something like they that. They don't I said do shit like and that. I don't trust them. Yeah, and I don't trust them. I don't them. trust them. They're like snaky Well, it was just one show something. I worked on that I didn't like the people. <laughs> and, and I was like, like, really? Do you, um, do you know that I produce? I'm a producer. It's what I do. And he's like, no, but you're cool. <laughs> you do <laughs> stuff. Oh, thanks. You hear his Flintstone feet backpedaling? Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. So so so, but when you say I'm going to do it, that doesn't just mean that people are like, "Great, come on no, over, buddy." No, not at all. This is not, not, at all. This is not a business where me, people are like, "Absolutely, me, right away." Uh, no, but you sidle through. up next to the right yes, people. Yes, yeah. I sidled up so next to the right people. That's what you do. If you see tech, you want to you go towards those tech guys and be like, get to know. You hang out. How can I help you as a PA? I can. So whenever my downtime, I would take their bricks and charge them for them at night, and that would become our jobs. And like we always took the batteries and charged them for the tech soup. And after a while, I got a job with the supervisor, not a guy who makes soup. Sorry, tech supervisor. Yes, that's his position. Tech clam chowder <laughs> soup. So uh, okay. I actually ended up working with those. Uh, a lot of the guys from Punk, they got me jobs. To this day, I still work with a couple of them. Um, but then from there, I PA'd so much, and I tried to make the switch to tech. Like, and within that last year, I was doing PA work because you get so sick of it. I was 27 when I moved out, so now I'm like 30 now. Kind of a late start. In, a late start, age wise, because like, there's a lot of 24, 25 year olds yeah, telling yeah. me what to do. 23, and I was always you got to like, let that go right away. Oh, That's the hardest tough. thing. It's tough. Yeah, it was tough. Like some you know younger kid telling me what to do when I should be doing his job or yeah. vice versa. Or whatever. So, um, um. What am I getting at here? Well, thanks for coming, Jeff. Uh, it was a really, I mean, this whole thing about moving hot bricks around and stuff was, I mean. So I would help these guys get a job. And the first transition, my first year, the transition was rough. And then I ended up going three months in the dark time, basically, like October, November, December, when there's usually supposedly no work, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I had nothing. I texted everybody I knew. And finally, one guy came through who we worked with on The Real Wedding Cratchers. Um, he was a tech guy. He saw me busting my ass as a PA and hired me <clears throat> to uh, do a rap out on a show that he was doing. And I did that. That rap out. I did another rap out like a month later, and I took another job peeing, and then I finally got a call to do a show, Design Star Three, in Nashville as tech, like getting paid a good rate finally, and like double my rate as a PA, almost triple, you know, and and working doing and this what is I wanted. He started to become better and more financially sound. Than yes. Me. Well, and what's interesting about all this, which I didn't really cover before, is you actually, in an, in a in a weird twist of fate, chose the right profession to be in when you came out, or because the market tanked. I think around 2006, somewhere between 2006 <clears throat> and 2009. Strike and... and so you're in the right bit because everything went that way, which means there was Reality. more. So if you were locked in there, you could still continue to work. You still yeah, had yeah. opportunities. That, that, you could do all that. None of those strikes affected him at all. No, no. Not not, that's bit. what I'm saying. Like yeah. the one business that was basically bulletproof was that one. And the thing is, is if you had spent all, like, most people don't come out here to work in reality television. Yeah, they yeah, just I mean, don't. Who, who wants to? They come out, <laughs> <laughs> but they do. They come out here to eat, to either work in in, in scripted television mm-hmm. or. or Films films. Or, yeah, independent, whatever. This so is. it's usually considered like the bastard child. If you can't get work elsewhere, you'll get it in this. It but is. back then, I mean, yeah. then people were like, that damn it, I wish so I would have got into that yeah, stuff because so big. you could keep working. It's different out here than in New York City, too, because... Um, well, obviously, we could get to that. Obviously, whatever. Well, you did. You, so you worked here. You, I worked you, you here, here yes. a lot of time. But you, when did you? And when you, you moved to New York for a job? Is that why you? No, you're I moved to New York because um, 
basically my fiance at the time. I still got I mean, a girlfriend got again. A girlfriend, got a girlfriend. Got a girlfriend. Got a girlfriend. Got his girlfriend. Great girlfriend. Was the boss. Yes. When he worked on Jersey Shore, she was my. She Your was boss. The, yes. She was. Ex- she was the, you really producer, are a co-executive. Good a co-executive producer. <laughs> She's He's a like, great. Hey, <laughs> I'm seeing this girl. I go, who is it? She's the co-exec of the show I'm working on. I go. Dude, get rid yeah. of her. Are you insane? You're laying cable, dude. Don't be, start banging executive producers. That <laughs> Why? Gonna, because that's going to end shitty. He's yeah, going to fuck it I, up. It really She's going to be like, guess what? Now you don't have a job here, or you don't have a job here, and you don't have a job here. You're she wouldn't have done that, shit. but I definitely would have been awkward not, working with the company. She would not have done that, no. But I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. And it, knowing what I'd known, I'd had relationships with actresses I'd worked with. I'd had relationships with producers I'd worked with. He's just taking an opportunity to let us know this I'm stuff. Continue. To, man, yeah. did I get tons of shit. Relationships. So many ladies. Uh. <laughs> but uh, by the way, thanks for not farting anymore. But burps, I accept burps. But but so I I had been through these kind of situations. And I was like, man, this is, and I know he is not a smooth dude. Like this yeah. is, he's not going to end it well. He's going to be like, I don't know. I, I gotta just go. don't want to see. You. I gotta go. Bye. I don't like Great you. Breakup almost happened. I gotta go. Sorry, we I on the broke road. your TV and peed on the rug. <laughs> Because we were on the road at that point. When I got back to L.A., I was like, all right, I got to kind of like just distance myself from her because I felt like she is the executive producer and she is, this is going to end bad. As I, It's not going to end right. And then so she was like nice enough to let a lot of stuff slide that I did. I was always like, oh, I fell asleep on the couch. I couldn't make it. And then we started hanging out more after January came about because it was August when we came back, September. So in January, we started hanging out, went to your show. They came to my show on New Year's Eve and Jeff's yes. like, I want to introduce you to Pam. And I go, I just kind of looked over her. I go, yeah, hey. He I'm thought like, she wouldn't be there I'm like, for very long. Uh, you're gonna be here for like another month, maybe. Like, hello, visitor. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. don't need to get to know you. And then that's the speech I gave at their wedding. Like, so I told Jeff the one time he didn't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I moved out there. We got married out in New York, and her family's all from out there. And okay. I gave it a shot to go out there because at, the, at the time, doing these Jersey shows, I was on the East Coast anyway. Okay, the whole time for and like months, for at months a time. and months, four months stretches. Sometimes there is nothing more miserable than paying to live in a city that you don't live in. And we yeah. had just gotten a house in 2011 or no 10, 2010. Yeah, or, they were rent. They started we were, renting. Yeah, a we house. started renting a house. We were paying pretty good rent for it, and I was gone four months right in a row in April, and I was like, Ugh, but, this is annoying. But I was seeing a girl who lived down the street so i could use his house to poop in in the morning yeah pam good that. call i would run i would literally i think i was at that house you had a big backyard right yes yeah, I, I would literally run white picket fences from, yes right behind lala or yes Lula. yeah right off of melrose yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah when i was seeing amy she she i would wake up in the morning and then like run put on shorts and run down the street and then go to his place and poop and then like go back to amy's because she had one a small apartment with one bathroom we, we appreciate that so one based I, on what happened earlier i think that is the nicest thing a man has ever done <laughs> to, to a woman look right right so when a man but then, dumps a woman <laughs> but uh, but then i didn't know that they came home early and like i went over there one morning and i like went in there and i fuck took a shit and then i left and i get back to amy's and i get a call and jeff's like did you oh, just come right. into my house and that's take a right. dump? And you I go, son of a bitch. Uh, oh, you're home? <laughs> yeah. We were home. I, we're home. She said, oh, because our cars were always in the driveway because when we go on the road, we leave them there, obviously. Yeah. So that he didn't even know. He just came in. Uh, I, I remember hearing yeah. the door and I go, the fuck? Somebody in my house? Yeah. And I went in there and pooped and then left. And he was like, what are you doing? I go, uh, nothing. <laughs> now, isn't that also an oopsie poopsie? No. <laughs> when, whenever I, this is my new joke. When I, I almost FaceTime somebody on the toilet, Brian's like, "Let me have it." That's, uh, <laughs> or as I like to call an oopsie poopsie. Oh, nicees. That's an oopsie poopsie. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, standing. Is that a applause break? For That's it? everyone oh, clapping. Oh, okay. The whole oh, okay. audience went crazy. <laughs> so now you're a New Yorker, and yes. let me ask you something. Oh, um, a New Yorker. Yeah, yeah. Filming um, is it drastically different out there? Totally, or is it, everything's the same um, thing. Mm-mm. It's different. There's no um, better. Not- 
My, my, yeah, I, don't, I have not found. Mouth. Are you eating your lip? What are you doing? Oh, yeah. Something is in the back of my tooth. But you a, have had nothing to eat during this whole. 30, show. He, he lives at 34 or 32nd. Don't make him <laughs> make him prepubescent. So, work out there. I've, I know a couple <laughs> camera operators I can probably AC for, but as far as tech goes in my job, they don't do that kind of. They don't set up control rooms for like a house build out there. They do run and gun shoots. So, the AC and the camera operators, two cameras. HD stands for ass cuddler. It stands oh. for assistant camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, they would go to a place, set up some lights, shoot a scene for two hours, rip it down, go to the next place. That's your day. Handheld monitors, nothing crazy. We do like big setups with 55 inch monitors with like, um, you know, squares. And that's just, cameras. is that because they're just used to the space that they have so, available yeah, and they they much. just adapted to the Pretty way much. the city is functioning? Exactly. exactly. So my job <laughs> is basically cut out because they can have the ACs prep the cameras, go to the you know place, have them prep all the gear, and then they can it's so it's not a lot of gear, so they can maintain it. Um, whereas, you know, our company is the company I actually work for is um, they hire tech guys all the time and there's a bunch of us there and we stay like steady working because we save them money on the gear. Because if after a while things go missing and you don't have the right, you know, Whatever, there's so many things that can happen on a, on a show. You know, get lost, broken, this and that. And if you don't send it back and swap it out and write the numbers down, all of a sudden you return all the stuff and then you owe 30 grand. And the line producer's going, we'll never hire that guy again because he costs us all his money. That's another thing that people do not talk about in this business. How many dudes, I see it all the time here where guys are like, I don't know, it's just, that's not my problem. Because they just, there's there's such a, but this is a weird business, as you know. But this is a weird business where the money flows. But it's also not a traditional interview. Yeah. You know, background check kind of business. You can wear what you want, tatted up, earrings everywhere. I mean, you can say, hire me, and I have no experience. Or like him, fire one guy, mm-hmm. and then, you yeah. know, play I softball him with him a, seven years I could years hire later. him on a house build. He could run cables. He'd be terrible at it. Oh yeah, but God. doesn't matter. I mean, I but you can say that, and no one's going to question that hire. Yeah. Right? Isn't that crazy? You can wear what you want, say what you want. You could show up, you know, so all there's, doped so, up. And, so, so there's this there's this movie filming here right now, right? And And the guy in the arts department... He was also the dry. He drives the truck because it's an independent, right? He ripped apart our loading dock because he left the lift gate down. So when he took off, he ripped the loading. It's a wood loading dock, so he just took it with him. So we stopped getting back in, and this is what somebody on the show says. This just tells you how messed up this business is. Somebody goes on the show. Oh yeah, that probably happened because I think we we uh, we have we believe that he might be an alcoholic. And be like, but yeah, we believe this. But give him a truck. But give him. But he let also him drive yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> It's like letting Stan go drive the car after County Hospital. He puts the needle. <laughs> so they just fix comparing the- what you did to a 1920s Laurel and Hardy movie. Yeah, but I mean, so they just fixed it. Moved on. He's still here. He's still working right now. I mean, again, they don't know it for a fact. But the funny thing is, is like they don't even, even, like, even if they know it, didn't even. Well, they kind of think that's going on, and they're question. just like, eh, whatever. I worked well, with a guy who had four DUIs at Star Nissan. He, <laughs> oh my God, he like he, good guy, for, good he, guy. Too. He got to drive it. He had to drive a truck really quick when one of his first when we first he first started on punk he had to drive the cube truck, and uh, our locations guy Jay Brown is a friend of ours like actually a good friend uh, somebody I see all the time, but he was like, hey man somebody backed into this pole and scraped the shit out of it man the owner wants us to paint it you know who this could have been and I was like no I don't know I asked somebody who drove a truck and he's like hey anybody drive a truck and scrape this pole and Jeff was like nope <laughs> and then uh, and then Jay goes over to Jeff's truck and there's just like this yellow scrape of paint a red this yellow pole I, were you lying exact... I turned the radio on super loud and I pulled out of that and I actually ripped it and I didn't see it I didn't see it in the rear view mirror and I didn't think I did it so I was like that was not me and then sure enough we go to the next shoot and he's like it was right about this high I was like alright I need to go back and paint the fucking pole <laughs> But that was like, you know, whatever. We all make mistakes. Not me. I was but not we lying. Should not lie I was about not it, lying. Jeff. I tell all the time I broke a lens mount one time. I t- it's not a lie if you, you believe, believe it. it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, thanks for stopping by. Thank you so much yeah. for having me, guys. Yeah. This is an awesome show, Hollywood Anonymous. I we, love it. We'd like to, uh, and you will stay anonymous based on the types of jobs that you have forever. <laughs> yeah. But that's what he likes. He doesn't want to be in yeah. front of the camera. Who wants to? Yeah. There it is. There again. Again, a lot of people really have no interest whatsoever of yeah. ever being acknowledged. It's amazing to me how many people are either like really, really happy just the fact that they can be around, yeah. and then there's ones that get paid really well that are still behind the camera and are miserable. Yeah, that's yeah. you're just like Some why? Are mi- why do you do this? Then get out of it. You know, if you're not like, happy, whenever I see like a happy do? grip, I'm like that guy loves what he does. When I see a miserable one, I'm like, why do you do this? Why, yeah, because yeah, that's why that, that job, your, your body's going to fall apart. Yeah, a lot of people take, they take take too much work. They take too much work. They don't give themselves a chance to relax. Like, yes. you do a six week show, don't take the next show right away because you know unless you don't. But get the thing work. is, you never know when exactly. you're going to get a job in this exactly. town. Exactly, so you got to you be dialed in. You just keep going, and you're always stockpiling your bank account, waiting for the impending doom. What you do. Well, Jeff, uh, when do you head back to uh, New York? Uh, I'm going back next Tuesday. Will you be welcome back? I don't know. Is this a getaway? When I say getaway, I mean you've been asked to get away. Are you on the lam? This is kind of a <laughs> this is kind of a vacation for us for sure. All right. Yeah, my wife's out here. Are you together? Somewhere. You're with you. You yes, guys are together. She's here. Right? She's okay. kind of working, no. kind of not, kind of. But I'm not working, so. Stay working. So he's just tagging chicks. He's just tagging chicks, dude, all day. Normally we ask people, like, where can they find you on the internet? But I have a feeling no one can find you anywhere. I dare you to try to find him on Twitter. Dare. (laughs) No DJ Jeff, no old school DJ, no old school YouTube videos. He's on Instagram. He's on Instagram. on Instagram. Spinning. Huck 450. Yeah, pictures of tables and stuff like that. No no videos of me spinning. Picnic tables. I'll put a mix on SoundCloud soon. For... Oh, there we go. Yeah. They can find you on SoundCloud, yeah. DJ Jeff. But it's not there yet, so nobody's going to be able to find me. Eventually. By the time this airs, it might be. Yeah. Doubt it. Well, this airs in 2028, I believe. 2034. Projected. Ooh. We take every episode and we put it in a time capsule, and we bury it, we bury it in a wall. <laughs> this is never really going to air. 20 years later, we play them. <laughs> Should we listen? I mean, how sad is that if you do one of those and you're like, I can't wait for someday when somebody finds it. And like, somebody finds it, like, fuck it, just, just throw it off to the out. side. Like, you put all that, <laughs> all you know, that, all that work. What is this, a time capsule? <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Idiot. No one cares. All right, that's it, John. Wrap it up. All right, Hollywood Anonymous, episode eight, I think, in the can. Thank you for your help. Woo. Thanks for listening. God, my farts stink. Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe. 